Hello, you are listening to Avilonov podcast, episode 14. Microsoft Page Tuesday for September 2020, zero logon and other exploits, remote code executions in SharePoint and Exchange. I would like to start this episode by talking about Microsoft vulnerabilities, which recently turned out to be much more serious than it seemed at first glance. One of them is of course net logon vulnerability from the August 2020 patch Tuesday. It's called zero logon. I wouldn't say that vulnerability management vendors completely ignored it, but none of them, well maybe only ZDI, emphasized it in their reports that this vulnerability would be a real disaster. Why? Because there were no details and there were no public exploits back then. That started to change dramatically when the full review by Secura was published. It became clear that this was not a privilege escalation. In fact, it was a remote code execution without authentication. Then an exploit appeared on GitHub. It was tested and approved by experts. After this, all the vulnerability management vendors, Qualys, Tenable, Rapid7, made their blog posts about this vulnerability. And CISA even released an emergency directive to patch all the domain controllers of federal agency in just four days. An exploit for this vulnerability has become available in Mimikatz. And so it was not surprising when Microsoft began to detect the real-life exploitation of this vulnerability. And the story is far from over. For example, there is an article about new methods of exploiting this vulnerability that doesn't require the change of the password. So it would be harder to detect such exploitation. Some more examples without so much hype. It's about an appearance of public exploits for Microsoft's Puller Elevation of Privilege from Microsoft Page Tuesday, May 2020 and Microsoft Windows Update Orchestrator Elevation of Privilege from Microsoft Page Tuesday for June 2020. This is interesting because all the vulnerability management vendors simply ignored these vulnerabilities in their Patch Tuesday reviews. Who could say that these two would be really exploitable among hundreds others? I think it's a good demonstration that vulnerability prioritization is not a silver bullet. And if you want to protect your infrastructure, you should install all the patches on all the hosts, or monitor security news carefully, and doing both is even better. For monitoring, I use my own Telegram channel, Avilionov News. It updates automatically, and the script not only shows news from different feeds, but also tries to highlight everything related to vulnerabilities, exploits, patches, etc. So I invite you to check it out. Now let's finally look at the September vulnerabilities. There were 129 vulnerabilities, 23 of them were critical, 105 were important, and one was moderate. There were no vulnerabilities with detected exploitation. There were seven vulnerabilities marked as exploitation more likely, but none of them were mentioned by vulnerability management vendors. Probably it's because there were no remote code executions, only elevation of privilege and information disclosure. The software products with the most vulnerabilities were Microsoft Dynamics 365 on-premise, Microsoft SharePoint and Windows Kernel. Vulnerability management vendors focused on Microsoft SharePoint remote code execution vulnerabilities. There were seven of them. Only one requires authentication. Rapid7 also mentions two rare tampering SharePoint vulnerabilities. Quote, Fortunately, the description of this vulnerability does say prior authentication on an affected SharePoint server is required. But with that in hand, an attacker can target specific users and alter their target's profile data. 
Among other vulnerabilities, the most interesting, of course, are various remote code executions. A funny story happened with remote code execution in Microsoft Exchange Server. All vulnerability management vendors marked it as top priority. But Microsoft lately changed the description to indicate the bug can only be reached by an authenticated user. So the risk became much lower. Other remote code execution groups mentioned by vulnerability management vendors. Browser-related remote code execution in Chakra Script Engine and Microsoft Browser. Office-related remote code executions in Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Word. Microsoft Dynamics 365 on-premises, Windows Systems Components, Microsoft COM for Windows, Microsoft Windows Codex Library, and simply Windows. What vulnerabilities of other types do vulnerability management vendors mention in their report? Denial of service in Windows DNS, quote, in order to exploit this issue, an authenticated attacker would need to send a crafted malicious DNS query to an affected host resulting in an exhaustion of resources, causing the device to become unresponsive. Security feature bypass in Windows Defender application control. The comment from ZDI expert, quote, An attacker with administrative privileges on a local machine could connect to a PowerShell session and send commands to execute arbitrary code. However, what's really interesting is that this is getting patched at all. Vulnerabilities that require administrative access to exploit typically do not get patched. I'm curious about what makes this one different. That's all for today. Thank you very much for your time. Please subscribe and leave your comments. The text version is available on avilionov.com. You can see the video version of this episode on my YouTube channel.